cleaning the floors, listening to us. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it passes the time anyway. Who needs the law when the law can be broken? Welcome to What's Law Got to Do With It? A lighthearted look at life in law school. I'm Professor Richard Haig. And I'm 3L law student, Felicity Bidan. Felicity, how are things today? Things are... All right. (laughs) It's getting close, isn't it? It's getting so close. And I am feeling, I must admit, a bit of uh, three LOL burnout. Um, So I'm really feeling like third year, it it could not come to an end soon enough. (laughs) You want it to be over. Yeah. Would Would you like it to be over tomorrow? I, if it could be over yesterday, I would be oh. a happy, happy little camper. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Do you, is that three, three LOL? Is that something that, that you know, Richard? Because I said it to a prof the other day and they were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I know LOL generally and I know three L, but I, I think it must be something different. I just, I just let it slide. <laughs> but no, what, tell me what it is. The lingo is that, well, Third year is a bit of a joke. <laughs> third year doesn't really matter for oh, most so it's people. Just third year so out loud. it's your three LOL year. Oh, and, okay. and I, it's particularly bad in the last month of your three LOL year, from my experience. Yeah, they should. You should coin a new term just for the last month, Felicity. Three LOL LOL. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> something to do with March, April, maybe. Anyway, you can work on that. Uh, who's who's going to introduce our guest today? Should it be me or should it be you? Well, I think you were the inspiration. Oh. You're, you're inspiring to the young minds, well, so you do it. <laughs> and well, and our guest did email me, I think, right? And then that. Uh, but this is a this is a real pleasure because we don't often have guests who are in this person's position. And you, I, you, dear listener, will find out in a second what I'm talking about because I'm not going to give it away. I will just uh, ask Dante to introduce himself, please. All right. Hi, I'm uh, I'm Dante Trunzo. I'm a zero L, I guess, going into McGill uh, fall 2021. And that's hence the the uniqueness. Or uh, we've had one other guest who was a zero L, I believe, a long way from three L O L. About as <laughs> we've got quite the span here. <laughs> uh, so yes, Dante, a little bit more about yourself. What what are you doing currently? Uh, I'm an engineer, actually. So uh, similar to you, Richard. Um, I'm working at a at a pretty big aerospace company here in Montreal, and I've been doing that for about five years. And uh, yeah, decided to apply to law school. Did you? Were you a mechanical engineer then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you know? Did I, I have I ever mentioned what type I was? I don't think Can so. Can you guess? I don't think Dante? so. Take I'm going to guess mechanical. No, wrong. Close oh. though. <laughs> One of the oh, traditional boy. ones. Felicity, civil? your turn. Yeah, civil. I was a civil engineer. Cool. Uh, anyway. Civil engineer to civil law. Look at you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I went away from civil law. Yeah, I know. I, I was just to, trying to do I, a I thing. Was, I know. <laughs> if I'd have studied in Quebec, you could have probably pulled that one off. I'm going to do some civil law. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, from mechanical to civil. There you go. Uh, so, um, and you... You are a regular listener. We have to get into that in a minute. So, But the point of being for this next question, you know what I'm going to ask you. 
Dante. Of course, of course I do. So, uh, what is it? Oh man, I was thinking if I would give a podcast, but I think I'll go with a TV show. Um, so it's uh, it's Harry's Law with uh, with Kathy Bates. You had her arrested because she mopped your ass in court. I don't appreciate the vulgarity, Mr. Richard. Wait, you actually had her arrested? The suspect has routinely mocked the law, prevailing on jury's sympathies to free underprivileged criminals. It's cynical, it's indecent, it's tampering, and it's illegal. Look, they got the matter dismissed. Why all the hoo-ha? Dismissed after you poisoned me with the jury pool. Oh, please, if I wanted to do that, I'd have busted you for smoking pot. You're a spiteful, pathetic bitch. And you're a fat little troll. I have do you know it? No, never heard of it. Two, two seasons on NBC and then it got canceled to my great disappointment. Harry's I Law. Think, I think it was uh, 2010 or well, maybe 2012. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll definitely, I have to mine the YouTube for uh, for that. To yeah, you might have some trouble. <laughs> uh, well, what was it about? What's the basic gist? Well, she's an IP lawyer that uh, that burns out, quits, and becomes a, a criminal lawyer in uh, in a gentrifying neighborhood. Oh, as and then she decides to run a high end shoe business out of her practice as well. So it's sort of uh, <laughs> so it's Harriet's Law and Fine Shoes. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go, Felicity. Anyway, Felicity's been wondering what to do for years now, and maybe you can marry a fashion sense with with legal expertise. Felicity's Law and shoes. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> as good of a plan as any, honestly, where I'm at. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yes, we have we have Dante on the show because, well, he, first of all, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed because you emailed me saying that you were, you were a fan. And uh, we got to ask the, the obvious question is, how did you ever find this podcast? Because we, you know, we are trying to get out there and reach zero L students, but it's not easy i have to say it's not easy well it was a spotify suggestion i I was down a rabbit hole of of legal podcasts and then you you sort of popped up one morning and i was about to clean the house and uh, put it on and started mopping the floor (laughs) and and you have you've you've never gone back since you've seen no i've I've been hooked ever since you know i i went uh, i went forward and then backwards and then forward again (laughs) do you have a favorite episode oh boy Well, that's tough. This is like treacherous because is it going to be a Felicity episode or an Adam episode? <laughs> exactly. That was exactly. Oh man, I was hoping you wouldn't ask who I preferred as a co-host. <laughs> well, we did. Uh-oh. We didn't. And now you've. I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. Yeah. I, I don't have a favorite episode. They're all oh, fantastic. Okay. That was that's a good lawyerly answer. Actually, you're you're going to do well. <laughs> <laughs> Ready uh, to be a lawyer. Yes. Felicity, over to you. It's your turn for questions. Yeah, I guess. So you were down a, la- a rabbit hole of legal podcasts. And I, that sounds so funny to me because I also remember the period of like right before I went to law school of just being like deep down a rabbit hole of trying to find podcasts um, to listen to because I was sick of listening to physiotherapy things. <laughs> um, is there is have yeah. you been doing that? Did you do the phase of like LSAT podcasts and then, and then a law school podcasts and then there's no oh, law yeah. school podcasts? I started actually. I started with favorite? In the Dark. Have you heard In the Dark? <laughs> no, that's it's a, uh, isn't it a murder mystery? It's a murder mystery, and and it's uh, it's this guy in Mississippi who has tried six times for the same uh, same murder, 
And so that that got me started. And I was following the case after, you know, it was in the Supreme Court at the time. I was on SCOTUS blog every Tuesdays and Thursdays waiting for the new decisions, you know, and then it, it just went down. You know, then I started listening to SCOTUS 101 and then some Canadian stuff like of counsel. And it just kept going. And going. That's impressive. You clearly yeah. don't want to be an engineer. I assume yeah. you don't listen to engineering podcasts. I've never once listened to an engineering podcast. <laughs> oh, Dante, maybe there's yeah. one for you and me to do down in the down the road. Legal we engineering could. podcast, but I'll have to think about that. <laughs> we can do engineering law. Yeah, there there isn't much of that really. Does that mean that you are fully changing your mind, like I did, fully shifting towards law, or do you want to keep a foot in the engineering door and maybe do something related to your current field? I think I'm fully changing my mind, you know. I might I might leverage uh my background for the for the IP recruit, we'll see, but uh that's uh it's not set in stone. You'll for sure you'll get a lot of people thinking that you yeah, you you must be an IP lawyer because that's what engineering is so connected with that and you've got that science. You'll hear that all the time, which is, you know, what I heard too and I just ignored it. I did what I wanted yeah. to do. And that's important, I think. So you're you've been out in the workforce for a while. Uh, yes. Do do your colleagues at work know that you're going into law? No, no. My I, I told my boss recently, um, and actually, it was one of my colleagues that inspired me to go back to law school. So oh, we. We had a guy that quit two years ago to go to medical school. And I said, man, if this guy can, can follow his dreams, I can do it too. And so I started, that's when the rabbit hole started. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're all the same really in a way then because Felicity had the kind of background as a professional or wanted potentially to be a different professional and then switched. I switched, although I, I never intended to practice engineering. I did it as a fallback in case, uh, but it's still, it's, I think there's definitely commonalities here between the three of us. Right? So if you're listening to this and you've somehow found yourself to this rabbit hole, despite not yet deciding to go to law school, I don't know how you'd be on this podcast, but you too can be <laughs> in law school and on a law school podcast one day. <laughs> That's right. And uh, so Dante, what do you think? Have, how, how, how has this podcast helped you? Well, I mean, it sort of humanized it a bit too, right? I, I, I thought everyone in law school was a super genius, and and maybe they are, but, but uh, <laughs> not these not two. Based, not based on this podcast, is that what you? <laughs> no, no, but you know, I was I was really intimidated. My my GPA wasn't so uh, so good, and so I was like, oh boy, you know, can I even get into a law school in Canada? Um, and so it was an intimidating process to apply, and just. Hearing the podcast, hearing, you know, that there's all kinds of people just made me feel, made it feel more attainable. That's good. That's a, that's actually a side of this podcast I never really thought about, but it, yeah, it, it is attainable. I mean, the LSAT is a, it's a hurdle you have to overcome. Well, the LSAT was easy, Richard. Yeah. For engineers, find the LSAT easier, I think maybe. Is that it? Yes. Yes. It was, it was really, I didn't struggle with the LSAT so much. So you were worried about your undergrad grades is that what you yes oh. yeah but the lsat no the lsat i was reading all the forms everyone was complaining about the lsat and i was like i got this guys don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> the lsat is something you, you can actually kind of work on to improve because you can write it more than once but your undergrad marks are set in stone is that what the worries were i guess based around that, is that... yeah hmm. 
yeah, well, you know, they weren't so bad, but all the everyone coming into law school seems to have perfect GPS. So it was it was intimidating. I think it's it's one of those things that seems when you're applying and you don't know and you're not in law school yet, it seems that way. But there's so many people like law schools in Canada at least are very like open to different backgrounds. And so they'll they're willing to take like a lower GPA or a lower LSAT if it means that they're gonna get a more interesting student. So that's kind of I guess comforting. Yeah, for sure. I had a my GPA was uh, my first two years in engineering. I did not do well at all. I was very average, but then I aced my final two years. So I think I was I was probably preferred at those law schools that don't look at it in your entirety of the four years. They they do kind of bias towards the the latter part of your degree. And then I did a, a yeah, and I did well on the LSAT. So that probably helped as well. So I have a question coming at now moving forward from the LSAT phase and now you're in the the zero L going to law school in the fall phase and you're listening to the podcast because it humanizes things what are the other burning questions you have about law school that we haven't answered yet and that like you just can't find online or don't want to spend a long time on lawstudents.ca because it's a terrible place oh well I, I spent a lot of time on lawstudents.ca <laughs> I have it on, you know, I have it on my third screen here when I'm working sometimes. <laughs> uh, but I really want to know about the recruitment process and and finding a job. You know, um, I still do have a mortgage to pay, um, so uh, it is nerve wracking to like totally change careers and and not know what's going to happen in the summers and when my next paycheck's going to come. Over to you, Felicity, on this one for sure. All right. Well, lucky you. It is as if we had recorded this one first and anticipated your needs, but uh, we're just really lucky because Richard and I just recorded a three-part series with somebody who's going, who went through the recruitment process this year. Um, so kind of walks you through a bit of like what it's like in real time, um, real time feelings about it. Um, and I guess in terms of just a broader approach at, at working in law school, not very many people work during the school semesters. Um, some people do, but like work part-time while in school, that's pretty hard to do, especially in first year. Um, many, many people do not get a job in law in first year, summer, and that's okay. Uh, you, can, you can find some other part-time or full-time job for the summer and that'll be okay. Lots of people find a law-related job or internship in second year. So that's generally the way the the curve goes for the, for the recruitment process. So there you go. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've heard. Uh, I've, I've got a lot of wisdom from your podcast. So I, <laughs> I know McGill's a little different with the recruitment process. I think after year one, we're like sort of zero L still. Um, Cause we only take five classes in the first year, right? There's no, uh, it's a, it's a year long first year. So they don't even, they don't, any firms don't recruit at McGill in first year? Uh, I don't think there's there's much of a formal 1L recruit, mm -hmm. except for an IP, which is sort of why I was thinking, oh, I'll just give it a try if uh, somebody will hire me. And yeah, your engineer. Go from there. I, I will <laughs> say, so in my experience, a lot of students who have uh, have a career or, you know, have worked in out there in the world before coming to law school will fall back on their other career for the first summer for sure so that's always an option for you i assume mm -hmm. to go back to your the company you work at now but then it 
it does, you know, you could keep doing that even in your second summer, but I think there's the pressures start to mount that you need to get a bit of legal experience in your second year. So I, I do think that that's probably wise. I wouldn't worry about your first year summer. I think because you can probably make more money doing what you do now uh, than trying to find a legal job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the other thing, right? Uh, engineers do quite well. So uh, it's uh, to make the career switch. It is, it is a bit tricky. It's a bit, sorry, scary um, to go back and start all over again. But yeah. And, and I think Felicity's right about the first year and, you know, again, undergrads, people tend to work nowadays as part of their undergrad just because they need, need some cash. But it is harder, I think, in first-year law to do that, to justify it, largely because there's so much uncertainty about what it means to be a law student, how hard you're going to have to work, how much time you're going to have to spend, and a lot of that's unknown. Uh, but again, you can get more comfortable with that over time, and, and probably if your company that you work for now, or if there's some way that you can arrange for part-time work with them, that might be possible i wouldn't you know again i wouldn't close the door on it but i wouldn't necessarily assume that you could do it i i i tried out i i didn't want to work in my first year first semester law but i was i i, I wanted to play soccer on the varsity team at dal and i so i tried out and i made it but i i think i just realized no after a trying figuring out how to play soccer and do this new thing called law school where everybody else was so uh, there's so many type A's you just immediately after about one week you realize uh oh there's <laughs> pressures are on here so I ended up not playing soccer in my I, well I played intramural but that's totally different so is it true that the people are really like uh aggressive and, and trying to be at the top of the class are people cutting out pages and books and all that is that sort of a real thing Felicity, what's your answer to that? I think that is, well, I don't know. I don't know if that story is real. I, I think everyone has heard that story. I don't know if that ever happened. Um, I, I would say, in my experience, yeah, people are pretty bad in the first semester. And then everyone sort of settles down. I think, like, in the first couple months, everyone is like, oh, yeah, no one gets a job in 1L summer, but I'm going to be the one. Like, I'm going to be the 1%. And then everyone realizes after they get their first marks back that like they're not the 1% and that that's okay. And that they can just like, that doesn't need to, you know, define them as a human. And then they, you know, start being normal human beings again. <laughs> that was my experience. Yeah. And I, I, that's, I think that's pretty accurate. Again, it's a, it's a weird dynamic. You get this, it's, it's in a microcosm. If you starting anything new, you, you know, if you're joining a, I don't know, I, I went to a, I, I, here I am trying to explain things through non-law examples, but I went and did, uh, oh, I can't speak today, track cycling. When Milton got its velodrome, I went, you have to get licensed to ride around the indoor track. So I went there and you had to sign up for a course. And in the first day of the course, you could just tell that people were trying to position themselves as being you know, the best or whatever and, and talking up a, the big game. And I think the same thing happens in law school. And so in first semester, you're right. There's a lot of that. You just have to, my view is, again, ignore it. Just do your own thing. And it'll all, tend, it'll, it'll work out. I, I don't think there's any, you're going you're gonna to do fine. Uh, as, and, and a lot of the, your discipline as an engineer will come into 
it'll really play a big role for you, I think, at the law, law school level. Yeah, I think that's an advantage of coming in as a little bit of a mature student. You know, you don't stress out so much about the little things anymore. As an undergrad, I would freak out sometimes over midterms or whatever, but uh, I don't know if that would really happen. I hope it won't happen again. It, it will. <laughs> and I think that's half the battle. And that's what mature students generally have an advantage with is that they like, not that they don't care, but that they realize that like not every single thing is the end of the world. Because I, I think just the amount of energy you spend stressing about everything takes away from your ability to do those things. Right. Yeah. So I think you'll be in a good spot having like been a grown up. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is amazing to me the perspective that mature students have compared to a lot of the uh, straight out of undergrad students. They're, having perspective makes a big difference. And, and I just get from you that I can tell that you have that already, Dante. Oh, thank you, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Felicity, you got, you were you were going to talk. Yeah, I was going to say. I guess if to on the other side for anybody else listening other than Dante who hasn't been a mature student and is now like I can't do law school because I wasn't an engineer um <laughs> this is maybe helpful for you just try and take a step back and have that perspective and remember that you're probably not going to be in the one percent of the class and that's just fine yeah 99 percent. there's a 99 percent chance you won't be <laughs> yeah, yeah you're good with numbers too Felicity <laughs> Look at me go. Maybe engineering if I can't figure out what kind of law I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. You can have my job for listening. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a swap seat. Uh, so at so Dante, yes, with that is that the only thing you're worried about? Is just the, the job market and how you get that? That's if that's the only worry, then I think you're in again, you're in good shape. I mean I'm not I'm not too worried. I I read a lot and I listen to a lot of podcasts, so it's hard to come up with something new that I haven't heard of. You know, the one thing that I did, uh, again, that you have to be aware of, I think, so engineering is very, you know, it's a, it's a good discipline. It's rigorous. You have to do assignments a lot. So that kind of, the work ethic is probably there for you. But English is not, I mean, writing is not one of the strengths of most engineers. And so I, uh, knowing that I wanted to go into law in my undergrad, I took a lot of arts courses political science, philosophy, and English, because I, and it, I think it helped a little bit, but you, I think I still had to spend more time kind of honing my writing skills, writing essays for long essays, I, which I, you, I never did in, in engineering. Now, maybe as, again, as an immature student, you may have written reports and things like that, so you might already, again, have a leg up. I'm not sure about that. I, I think I haven't written anything of, of significant length for about 10 years. So uh, <laughs> it's, that's definitely going to be a challenge. Uh, yeah, big challenge, I think. But if you read, and okay, maybe here's my bit of advice. It sounds like you do listen to podcasts, but you need to read as well. The more people read, the better writers they become. That's kind of a given. So it does help because you're going to have to read a lot. I, I Again, you probably wear from our podcast where we talk about we've had a number of guests say how much they could not believe how much they reading they were going to have in law school i thought i can get away with not reading based on adam uh, you know never doing his readings for the podcast (laughs) well now the truth has to come out adam was (laughs) he never did his readings for the podcast because he was busy reading his caseless for law school that's that's the new line we have here me on the other hand not so much <laughs> felicity we don't even get into it um the other thing one other thing that i've heard that is good to practice um before going in which seems really stupid but um 
practice speed typing because exams are timed and they're like, yeah, that's the one thing I heard. And and I I think it was helpful. (laughs) Oh yeah. I've been doing that. I've been on uh, type racer and all these other websites and 15 (laughs) minutes a day since I found out I got in. (laughs) Oh, that's really, that is, that's impressive. So I'm at 60 words per minute now. I was about to say, what is your words per minute? And you're worried about other people being type A. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a type A, I swear. (laughs) I know, but that that seems to belie what you just said. So type racer, what else have you done to improve your... Oh, I've I've done some reading too. You know, I I bought a few books here. Well, I have a virtual background, you can't see it, but I bought the Adam Doddick's Constitutional Law Book and... uh, an American constitutional law book as well, just to sort of, I bought that before applying actually to figure out if I can handle reading uh, dry legal texts. And uh, yeah, that, you know, that's, that is one thing I think again, that some people didn't realize my partner didn't realize it. She did English before law, but how law school reading is dry. A lot of it is dry. You got to get used to that. Uh, You know, there's lots of interesting facts in cases, but, there's also some dry, tedious bits that you got to get through. Oh yeah, yeah. But again, as long-winded uh, judges. <laughs> yeah, it's long. But again, I think engineering helps for that because I used to hate reading my engineering textbooks. Oh, engineering is much drier than case law. I find personally. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Maybe that's just a sign I'm not a good fit for engineering. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought that too. Uh, you know, reading about structural engineering. And then you, you get you get two pages of text and then a couple of formulas and then more tech. It, anyway, it was pretty it was pretty dry. Yeah, you don't... it's a different kind of reading though. You know, it's it's not the volume, but you have to figure out what all those symbols mean in the formulas, or else you get lost real quick. Yes, yes. Uh, all right. Well, we're coming up on time here. Felicity, you got your any any. Final yeah, question. I get, oh, and so I'm getting saddled with the last question, no, no, despite I'll, I'll, my, no, my I'll, Zoom delay. I'll go. I'll go last, but you can go second last. Second last. Yeah. Okay. I guess I. Now that we've asked you, what uh, what you want to know about law school going in that you haven't learned yet? Is there anything you have come across that you think other people maybe could benefit from hearing? Oh, that's, a, that's good, a that's a tough one. <laughs> it's a tough one, but it's a good one. Uh, hmm. Well, I, I I've heard conflicting stories. You know, some a lot of people told me it wasn't so bad, right? You hear this that that one L is a total nightmare, and and you know, being a mature student, I have the advantage of a few friends that went through it, and uh, you know, there's quite a few people told me it's it's not that bad, and uh, you'll make it through. You know. I second that. I, it isn't bad. I think it was a lot of fun my first year. Felicity, you didn't have fun first year? No, I totally agree. I think that, like I said, I think the first semester is a bit rough. I think it takes a second to get your feet under you. And then I think overall, it's great. But I think that's great. I think that's a really good thing to kind of remind people that it's not going to be three years of crap. <laughs> no, far from it. Otherwise, why? again, that's part of this podcast, isn't it? To, to show people that there's... It, law school can be a, a lot of really interesting, fun times with good people too. So uh, I think that that's in, that is important to stress throughout. And you being Dante, I so I'll end off by asking, well, two actually two things if you don't mind. Two questions. Okay. Go ahead. One of which is, I, I assume that you're not going to lose your 
you're not going to leave your friends from engineering or that you have now and you're going to make new friends in law school. So you're just going to add to your complement of friends. Is that what you already, have you already figured that out? Predicted? Of that? course, of course. I'm not yeah. going to abandon any friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't but, mean you know, my, my friends have abandoned me. Like they all have lives, you know, a lot of them have kids, they're married, you know? <laughs> so, well, yeah, see, that was what I was getting at is that you're going to be going back to school. Whereas your friends are, you know, think maybe school is something they've left behind. So you have to, but you know it'll it may be the onus will be on you to kind of stay stay up stay with them yeah which again yeah, i recommend because sure. you shouldn't abandon your friends never of course not <laughs> of course not why would you do that <laughs> plus i might need them for future business you know <laughs> right right and, unless you want to abandon your friends and this is a great opportunity <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you need that you need an out you need an excuse this is the perfect time um but then the other thing I did want to ask you is, and this you might not be able to help us out, but because you found us as a, a zero L, um, I don't know if you've met any other of your zero Ls going into McGill. If there's been some kind of re, you know pre pre union, I guess it might be. Uh, but is there any way you can help us kind of capture that more of that audience? Uh, sure, I can. You know what? I can post a link to the podcast on the incoming student group for uh, for next year. We have a little Facebook group going on, so. Ah, okay. So there is a there, there is a group already set up for McGill. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. There's a there's a group for McGill. Well, and we'll be forever appreciative. And I know that you did say that you you contemplated coming to Osgood just because of this podcast. But you know what? It made Osgood sound like an amazing place. You know. Oh well, it is, isn't it, Felicity? It's Richard's favorite place in the world. He decided <laughs> to live his whole career there. Yeah. <laughs> but it it's. Both Adam and Felicity will sing Osgood's praises too. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Well, your marketing material is is on par. I think a lot of law schools need to up their game with. Uh, I better with their online marketing. I'll, but I'll send this. They couldn't possibly keep up. We have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and anything anybody does now would just be a copy. Right. This is the original. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was real pleasure to have you. As I say, a real surprise to get people who are not in law school coming onto the show, and especially somebody who's going taking a you've taken a leap of faith but i think you're in i do think you're in good shape you're you'll be fine you should come back you know what dante come back on the show in a in a year's time or even less in your first semester maybe give sure us, i'll give call us, you when i'm freaking out about my midterms yeah. and uh... <laughs> I'll, I'll talk you down with my, tell us that we lied to you this yeah. whole time yeah i'm gonna come back and say it's a horrible place <laughs> everyone's mean i want you to come back and then we'll and, just say yeah, you should have chosen Osgood. Yeah, that's right. We've got an out. But no, I there want you, you to, I want you to come back and talk to me no matter what, whether it's good or bad. Sounds good. That would be great. Very nice to have you on the show. Well, thanks for having me. And all the best. Thanks for coming on.